What's going on, everybody? This is Heath with Timmons Corner Sports Talk. And I want to take a second to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel, Apple or Apple Podcasts. You know, just give us a, give us a review, give us a rating, however good you think we're doing. Uh, don't forget to email us your questions at Talk at gmail.com. We really appreciate when people email us and give us questions and topics to talk about. You can follow or go to a link in me and Steven's bio, he Tillman or Steven Tillman. We got it on Instagram and Facebook. Link will send you straight to our website where you can ask us questions or get easy access to our, uh, to our podcast, basically. And tonight we got a good episode. It's going to be quick, but it's going to be really good. Uh, we're going to be talking about basically the NFL draft and where we think some players are going to go, mainly Alabama players. And we're also going to be talking about some sleepers, who we think are some sleepers are going to be, and some busts in the NFL draft are going to be is what we think. And then we're going to hit on the top seven teams in the NFC. Last week we hit on the AFC. This week we're going to But for our hot topic tonight, what we got, Stephen? So, yeah, so we have a little bit of Alabama news uh, in basketball and football. So for the football hot topic, uh, Tyler Harrell, the receiver from Louisville, the transfer receiver, you know, it was uh, when he hit the portal, Everyone was saying Alabama, Alabama, and now he's made an official. So it's not that um, surprising news, but definitely exciting. He's he's a guy that brings like tremendous speed. I mean, if you look at his stats from last year, he actually averaged more yards per reception than Jamison Williams. And obviously, we all know how much he helped our team and how much he helped our offense. So, I mean, I expect this guy to come in and and do great things. And and he did all that with you know. Louisville's quarterback, which not to not hit their quarterback, but he's no Bryce Young. So I, I'm excited to see what he can do with other good uh, skill players and a quarterback. Uh, so it's going to be very exciting. Uh, the next thing is uh, some Alabama basketball news. Javon Quinterly, you know, after he uh, got hurt, he put out an Instagram post saying that he had played his last uh, game at Alabama. And we had, you know, talked about several times where we were reading stuff about people saying Quinterly hadn't officially committed or he could come back and all this stuff. And we were confused because he, you know, said that he had played his last game at Alabama, but he officially is coming back. Exciting stuff. He was, I think the best player on Alabama's team last year, for sure. Best, um, uh, offensive player as far as ball handling and everything. So if you listen, you know how, uh, Heath and I feel about him, but it, it's a huge pickup. Who knows when he'll be able to play coming off that injury, but definitely a huge pickup for Alabama. Yeah, those are great pickups for Bama. And I'm going to start with Tyler Harrell. I think that's a huge pickup for us. This guy is a superstar. He's a track. He's a track guy. He's super fast. He'll give us a great deep threat along with the other Georgia transfer, uh, Jermaine Burton. And then you got Gibbs. I heard Saban's trying to build a four by 100 track team. At- and really, with this guy, I think he averaged 20 – was it 29 yards a catch? It's something insane. This guy's got super speed, and I love to see what he does with Bryce Young, who can really push the ball downfield. And then secondly, Javon Quinterly. That is Alabama basketball program and all their fans, especially Nate Oates. You know, he gets that point guard back. And I saw where, of course, he tore his ACL, but he's going to try to work towards getting back when the SEC play starts. So he might not be there for the first half of the season, 
But if he comes back healthy during the SEC play, he'll help them a lot. He'll help them young guys coming in and some of the transfers. And that that is a monster pickup for, you know, him coming back for Alabama basketball. I know he was mine and yours, you know, favorite player on this team last year. He's a good leader. He's a great offensive player. And I think it's going to be a huge, huge boost for the this upcoming year in basketball. But rolling right into our first topic, uh, we're going to be talking about where we think some of these Alabama players are going to go. And the first guy that we're going to hit is probably going to be the first guy off the board is Evan Neal. What round or what team or either one you want to hit, where do you think Evan Neal is going to go? Yeah, so Evan Neal, uh, massive offensive lineman. I I have obviously first round. Um, I If I had to put money, I would say maybe – and this is barring anybody trading up or trading down or stuff. So we'll find all that out uh, Thursday night. But I have him as number three to the Texans. You know, this is a Texans team that's rebuilding. They just got a ton of picks trading Deshaun Watson to the Browns. So um, depending on if they're going to go with a quarterback they have on the roster or maybe draft one, I think they try to help. Um, that offensive line by picking Evan Neal. I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see him go number one. You know, a lot of people uh, had him as number one, but then they franchise tag Cam Robinson, who's another Alabama guy on the Jags. Um, he's a starting tackle, and then they signed uh, a, a t- tackle in free agency. So a lot of people didn't think, oh, they're not going to draft Evan Neal now. Well, it wouldn't surprise me that much because, you know, Evan Neal, he, he's played guard. He, he So if you're the Jaguars, and you just got Trevor Lawrence, a bunch of picks, um, or excuse me, skill players, and you want to help protect him even more, getting Evan Neal and putting him at guard to where, hey, if one of the other tackles are struggling, you can kick him out or keep him inside at guard to just help make that maybe one of the top offensive lines in the NFL. Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd probably draft him number one, not because I'm biased. I just think he's the best offensive tackle in this draft, and like protect the franchise quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, but I'm right there with you. I got him going number three to the Texans. You know, there's a lot of, you know, steam for Aiden Hutchinson and that Trevon Walker from Georgia going one and two. So I think that's what will happen. But I got Evan Neal going three, and I think that'll be a solid pick for the Texans, who has a ton of draft picks, like you said, from the Deshaun Watson trade. You know, they're going to rebuild, reload, and I think Evan Neal will be a good starting block for them at left tackle. You know, he can protect Davis Mills, their second-year quarterback. So, I think that will be good. And then the next guy we're going to talk about is Jamison Williams. I think that's who will be next drafted for Bama. And right now, I got – you know, before when I made my list, I had uh, J-Mo, J- Jamison Williams going to the Saints. But then I saw a report where the Eagles are really, really high on Jamison Williams where they want to pair – Smith and Jalen Hurts and so that's where I got him going is the Eagles I think that would be a lethal combination with him and Devontae Smith you know James Williams can absolutely fly and then you got Devontae Smith who's really quick got great hands and of course was a Heisman Trophy winner last year but so I yes. got to the Eagles what do you think yeah I, I, I right there with you I have him as uh I think it's the number 15 pick they have I have him going to the Eagles like you said they Reports are that they're very high on him, and which is hard leading up to the draft. I feel like this year there hadn't been as much. You know, last year there's a lot of reports. Oh, they're going to get this guy. This team's going to get this guy because a lot of like misinformation teams put out to try to throw other teams off. I feel like, but um, I, you know, if Jamison went towards ACL, I think he would have been a top ten pick. I think he's by far the best receiver in this draft. 
if he uh, doesn't get injured. Um, but, you know, all the information coming out, even videos of him working out, he looks really, really good. So who knows if he'll be ready for the start of the season. But, yeah, I have him going number 15 overall to the Eagles to pair up with Devontae Smith. Yeah, like you said, if he went towards ACL, I think he would have been in the top ten. So the next guy is his, you know, was his running partner at Alabama, John Mechie. Where do you see – John Mechie falling in the draft. Um, this is another one maybe due to injury. He falls a little bit more than he should. Um, I have him as a, maybe mid to late second, even a high third-round pick. Um, I actually think – and we're going to go over some of our sleepers here later, and I don't have him on my list, but I think he can be a little bit of a sleeper just because, um, you know, he's not the burner that Jamison is, but he was a really reliable receiver um, and his whole career at Alabama, even this this past year, because um, you think in and not this past season, but the season before when Devontae won the Heisman, Jalen Waddle got hurt, and so John Mechie kind of had to step up. He did really well. He had over a thousand yards last year. Like I said, not a burner, but he's not you know he's not slow either. So runs good routes, strong hands, very reliable guy. So I think he's going to be a really good. I think he can be a really really good slot receiver if he goes to the right team. So I have him, you know, mid to late second, uh, maybe a high third-round pick. Yeah, I got him going mid-second to the Cleveland Browns with their first pick of the draft because they don't have a first-rounder. But I, I could see him going to Cleveland, you know, pairing him with Amari Cooper and then Deshaun Watson, of course, at quarterback, and put him in the slot. I, I'm with you. I think he could be a sleeper. You know, that injury, you know, it just sucks that both of Bama's top two receivers got hurt this year. They both first-round picks. But, you know, he's going to fall a little bit due to that injury. But I think he has a tremendous upside if he goes to the right system with a really good quarterback. Now, if you pair him with a terrible quarterback, he may struggle. But I think if he goes to the right system, I think he could be utilized really well. And the next guy is Christian Harris. I got Christian Harris going to the New England Patriots in the second round. The Patriots, if anybody knows, they played the Bills in the playoffs, and the Bills never punted. They scored touchdowns every Touchdown a fair goal on every single possession. The Bills ran all over them and made them really, really look bad. And I saw where Christian Harris and some mock drafts is going to the Patriots. And I think it would be a really good fit. Bill Belichick loves Alabama players because him and Nick Saban are really tight. They're like best friends. And he loves to draft Alabama players. So that's I can see Christian Harris falling to the Patriots. Yeah, I have him going. I actually have – well, I have Eagles or Patriots. Um but I have him. You, know, you see a lot of reports say some people say they have a first round grade on him. Some people say second. Either way, even even if it is first or second, I think he goes to the Eagles or, like you said, the Patriots. Um, Patriots are really slow at linebacker and kind of up in age, so they need to do some things and help get some more speed. And so you know they traded for Mac Wilson, so maybe that was one move to help do that. But they still need another guy that can come in and just be a sideline to sideline linebacker. So I have them, like I said, Eagles or Patriots. I'd probably, if I had to choose between the two, I'd say more so Patriots maybe than the Eagles. Yeah, good picks. And then these next guys, this is when it gets really difficult, these, you know, next five guys, you know, from Bama. Because it really, after Harris, you just really don't know where anybody's going. And the first guy we're going to talk about is Jalen, defensive back this year. And I got him going between the third or fourth round to the Los Angeles Rams, the Rams Super Bowl champions. He'd use another cornerback because I think they lost one of their guys to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
So I think he could step in, be a, maybe a good slot corner or even a corner opposite of Jalen Ramsey. And I think Jalen Armour Davis could have a really good career. But that's who I think could draft him. I think they're, that's a need position for them, and I think he'd be a really good fit there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a good team for him for sure. But uh, I think – and I have a third, fourth-round grade on him. Um, I surprised a lot of people whenever he declared just because of – he still had one more year of eligibility, didn't have – I mean, he didn't have a bad year. He had a you know decent year, but he also was injured. Didn't get to finish the season out uh, strong. So I have a third or fourth round grade. The next guy, you know, Josh Job, his the corner opposite him. They both kind of struggled with with injuries. Job uh, struggled with a foot injury for a whole you know uh, good portion of the season. So I have a third or fourth round grade on him as well. Uh, both of these guys, you know offer good length and size, so um, can definitely add some depth at corner and possibly even work into a starting uh, position. Yeah, Josh Joe, a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. You know, the last year, you know, coming into this last year, you would think that he would have been the lockdown corner, but he kind of struggled a little bit. You know, he was, you know, you, he was going to get called for a pass interference either once or twice a game. You could book it. He just wasn't. Sometimes he fell asleep, and then other games he was absolute lockdown, but I agree. I think him and Jalen are probably third, fourth round, maybe you know late fourth round with Josh Job. And the next guy is Fadarian Mathis. I think I said that right. Fadarian Mathis. What do you see from him, and where do you think he's going to end up? I, I think he could go as high as the second round, maybe as late as the third. I don't think he makes it past the third because he's a guy, you know, he wasn't – especially on the D-line because Will Anderson got so much – uh, attention and people looking at him and even Dallas Turner later in the year um, that, you know, Mathis didn't get looked at a whole lot, but he's a guy, you know, you watch the film and if you're an Alabama fan, you know, he, he, he did really well. I thought he held, um, he's not a Quinn and Williams when it comes to pass rushing up the middle, but he, you know, he would have his moments of he he gets some good push has some good quickness off the line. Uh, I would say he's a better run defender than he is pass rusher. Um, but I think he's can definitely go out in the second round and offer some depth and, and, and some, you know, down the road to a starter. Yeah, I like Mathis. I can see that being a late second rounder, early third rounder. I think he's a really good, you know, run stopper, and he's a big guy. And the next guy is B-Rob, Brian Robinson. He was a running back for Alabama this year. And I got him going – late fourth, early fifth, maybe. You know, he doesn't have tremendous speed. His hands are average. So I think he could be, a, you know, maybe a first and second down back, maybe a goal line back. But the way the NFL is trending, they want those three down backs. And I think it could hurt him a little bit. He ran a little slower than a lot of people thought at the combine and at Alabama's pro day. But I think he could be a solid pro and maybe, a you know, a solid backup for these teams, but one of these really good backs. I think he can go in there, you know, maybe give you four or five touches a game and, you know, maybe produce a couple of touchdowns here or there. Yeah, I, I love B-Rob just because I have a soft spot for guys that stick around the program and work hard and earn themselves a starting position. Um, like you said, big back, not the best of hands. I mean, he has his moments where he can, you know, catch some passes. We, we've seen this past season where he takes a few um, – receptions a game and you know has a long long run but um i have him as a fourth round actually i think he i've seen a lot of uh mock drafts and a lot of people sources saying maybe the eagles and like one of the later mid rounds later rounds 
So I know our friend Markwell would would probably love that to get a big power back like him there. Uh, but I think if he goes to like you know, obviously he, he has to go to a team that's committed to the run um, that fits his you know, style or something. He's not going to be an outside runner and, you know, beat the defense to the outside. He can do it every once in a while, you know, a few times a game, but he's more of a downhill, give him the ball, hit the hole and get his yards. So I hope he goes to a good team. I hope he has a successful career. Um, I think he can be a really good backup to relieve, you know, the, the starter for a little bit and um, do a great job doing it. Yeah, no, that's good analysis on him. And then the next guy we're going to talk about, you know, I think he's one of the more underrated players for this Bama class is Christopher Allen. And a lot of people, he, you know, may not know who Christopher Allen is. Of course, if you're a big Bama fan, you do. But he was going to be one of Alabama's top defenders this past year. He got hurt in the first game of the season against Miami, and it really hurt us on the defensive side. He was going to be a starter across from Will Anderson. He's a really good pass rusher. He's really physical, and I think he will be a steal for somebody. If they can get him in the fourth, fifth, maybe sixth round, I think he could be a great steal. I really like his upside. And what do you think about Chris Brown? Yeah, I, like you said, I think he could be absolute steal. And he's, he's definitely underrated because, you know, he didn't play the whole season except for partial, you know, partial of um, the first game against Miami. You know, in the season before – he had, I want to say it was like eight and a half sacks. Um, they were expecting, we were, everybody was expecting big things from him this past season, paired up with, with Will Anderson. But unfortunately, you know, gets, gets, uh, dinged up in the first game, misses the whole entire season. But I mean, he's, he is, he's stout, dude. I mean, he's like six, four, 245, 250 pounds. Definitely just a well built, massive man. Um, so yeah, I think I have him, you know, fifth to sixth round. Um, I definitely believe he gets drafted. Um, but man, I would, if he can go to the right team and, you know, work on getting healthy and if he can stay healthy, I absolutely think he can be a huge steal for a team. Yeah, I think he could be a steal. Like you said, it all depends what team he goes to. And these last three guys we're going to talk about, this is not a question on one of our sheets, but I'm just going to, you know, throw this out there. We're going to be talking about Slade Bolden, LeBron Ray, and Chris Owens. I don't know if you think – I don't really think either one of these three guys are going to get drafted. Which of these three guys do you think would be the most successful pro? Mm, I'm going to say if he goes to the Patriots, Slade <laughs> Bolden will. <laughs> because I don't know. It's like the Patriots just have this weird – they find these small little, almost not slow, but not like blazing speed white boys, and they turn them into you know really good receivers. So I think that's I think that's the only, I have a seventh round at best grade on Slade, probably more like an unrestricted free agent. Um, but I, I think if he goes to the Patriots, that's the only team that I see him going to and having any kind of success. LeBron, I would love to see it. His problem was he could just never stay healthy. I mean, it was literally like I think maybe every year of his career, at least three years of his career at Alabama, he was injured, was never he missed games or was out for the season or, you know, he just could never stay healthy. And then Owens, you know, He's he's going to be a free agent. He's not. I don't believe will get drafted. Uh, so if he gets signed to a team, it'll be as a free agent. Yeah, I don't think 
either one of those three guys are going to get drafted. But if I had to guess, to me the most talented is LeBron Ray. But like you said, the best ability is availability. And he just was always hurt. You can never count him. I think you're right. Literally every year he was there, which was like five or six years, I think he was hurt. He could never stay – excuse me. He could never stay healthy enough to play. But I think he has the most upside in talent. But like you said, you know, Slade Bowl, and if the Patriots get a hold of him, mean, they could turn him into the next, you know, Wes Welker, Julian, Julian Edelman. You know, Julian Edelman I think was a quarterback coming out of – college if I'm not mistaken from like Kent State or something like that and they turned yeah. him into a hollow you know a great receiver but you know we wish the best to all these Bama guys getting drafted hopefully you know sometimes it's more about where you go what team you go to what system you go to than where you get picked so I hope all of them go to a really good system that really benefits them and you know makes Bama look good but the next topic we're going to roll into or who do we think are going to be some sleepers in this upcoming NFL draft? So I got five written down, but I'm going to start with you, Stephen. Who is a guy off the top of your head do you think is going to be a sleeper? So I actually uh, – there's a lot of guys, honestly. I didn't want to re- write down too many. I have three three sleepers, and they're actually all on on um, on offense. Um, I feel like like sleepers, they're, they're always – seems like there's more sleepers on offense than there are defense. But So my first guy that I have is James Cook, the running back out of Georgia. I really like, you know, James Cook, obviously, unless you were playing against him. But I think he's a, you know, brother of Dalvin Cook from the the, Vi- the Vikings. Uh, James Cook out of Georgia, uh, very fast running back, very elusive. Didn't have a ton of yards throughout his career just because he was sharing the backfield with other great running backs at Georgia. But if you look at his career stats, even the past, you know, couple years where he's playing a whole lot he averaged over six yards a carry so um, definitely a a good running back and then he also showed the ability to split out uh, wide and then take some passes you know I remember I think it was this not this past season the year before where he split out wide versus Alabama and uh, hit a double move on uh, one of our linebackers and had like a I don't know 60 70 yard touchdown catch but definitely a good all-around back so I think he could be a sleeper in this draft yeah, so if you're wondering how me and Steven – so basically what me and Steven do is we come up with these topics and then we come up with the questions. And then we both write our list and write our notes down. And the reason me and him wanted to do a podcast, I think, is because we think so much alike. And we most of the time always have these lists the same. And I'm with you. I got James Cook on there. Just for every reason you said, the guy, he's a tremendous back. His brother's Dalvin Cook. You know, Georgia was more of a system – Running back, they ran Zamir White. They had James Cook, and then they had another guy. I can't really think of his name right now. But he, if I think if he would have been used as an every-down back, he could have been a beast, and he would have probably been a first-round pick. But I think he has tremendous upside. And then I'm going to throw two guys out there. I think Trey Burke from Arkansas, the receiver. I love his upside every time I watch him play. He's a great run after catch. He's super physical, kind of reminds me of a Debo Samuel. You know, he didn't have the best quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, throwing to him at Arkansas. You know, so I think if he goes to the right system, I've seen a lot of things have him go into the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think that would be a really good spot for him to go to with Patrick Mahomes throwing in the ball. So I got him, and then I got, of course, I'm going to say Christian Harris, where I touched on him. I think he could be a sleeper. And then I got a uh, local guy, Roger McCreary. He was the cornerback at Auburn. 
I loved Roger McCreary. You know, he was an Auburn fan. He was an Auburn player. But what he did to Jamison Williams and John Mechie in the Iron Bowl, you know, holding this high-power offense, and he basically played bump and run the whole time, and it really held Alabama in check. And I think he's going to be a really good cornerback, you know, wherever he goes, whatever system he's in. I think he's a – and that's what the NFL needs is, a, you know, a guy that can play bump coverage and man-to-man, and I think he could really do good. And he's a local guy from Williamson, so I hope he really does well. Yeah, that's a really good uh, few picks. Uh, McCreary, I'm surprised. You know, you look at a lot of mock drafts and stuff. People don't have him very high on their board. Uh, like you said, I'm not sure why because he was a great, <clears throat> a, a great corner, great bump and run, just a really physical guy. So I'm not sure why he's higher. Definitely could be a sleeper. Um, it's funny, you, you know, you mentioned James Cook, and we both had him. And whenever we do our list, I don't. We we never discuss beforehand who we're gonna have where or anything, so uh, that's pretty neat. But So my next guy, a local guy, South Alabama, Jalen Tolbert. I think, you know, obviously he's not going to be a first-round pick, maybe not even a second-round pick, but maybe mid middle, one of the middle rounds. Um, I see him. He could definitely be a sleeper. You know, 6-1, ran a 4-4-40, I believe it was. So if he goes to a team where he's not the number one guy, maybe he's the second or maybe even a slot guy, and going against, you know, the other team's nickel corner or maybe even matched up against a safety, I think he could really help a, a team out in the in the right situation. And definitely being, you know, going to South Alabama here, uh, not far from us, that would be exciting to see him do well in the NFL. Yeah, Jalen Tolbert, I have him on my list as well. I think he could be a sleeper. He's big. He's physical. He's a great receiver. Like you said, he's a local guy. And really the last guy I got on mine with the sleepers is a guy named Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Shout out. My wife has family that lives in North Dakota, so shout out to them. But North Dakota State, his name's Christian Watson. He's like a 6'4", 200-pound receiver. He can really fly. He ran like a 4'3", I believe, at the NFL Combine. And I've seen some mock drafts that possibly have him going early second round. I think he could be a steal. He's a big physical guy. He can really run. And I could see if he goes to the right situation like Bay or Kansas City that, you know, they could utilize his speed. I think he could be a big-time asset. Absolutely. You know, anybody listen, I promise you we did not tell each other what our sleepers and busts are going to be before this. I have Christian Watson as well. Let's go. <laughs> uh, great minds. But, man, like you said, he's six four. Ran a four three. I think it was like a mid to low four three. I mean, maybe like a four three three. So definitely has the speed. Uh, North Dakota State, the same school Carson Wentz went to, actually. But yeah, if he goes to a team, you know, this is a really really deep wide receiver class, which is, um, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, the Patriots need to draft a receiver. They need to get Max some help, and yeah, they do. But they also know in the Patriots, they're probably going to wait to the second, third, fourth round pick or something like that, just because this is such a deep wide receiver class, you know. Another guy I hadn't didn't have on my list, but just off the top of my head, Velas Jones, uh, from from here in, in Mobile County, Saraland, um, went to Tennessee. Actually, went to USC, then transferred to Tennessee. He's another guy that's you know four three, got speed, got return, uh, punt return, kick return skills. If he goes to the right team, kind of in the slot, he can do some damage. So, uh, just so many great receivers in this draft that can can really surprise some people. I think. Yeah, no, those are really good. And those are really our sleepers. You got any more, Steven? No, he was uh, – Watson was my last one. 
Okay, so those are our sleepers for this upcoming draft. And now we're going to roll into something I think I'm really excited about. Who are going to be the bus? And I want to go first because I don't want – I think this guy will probably be on your list, but I don't want you to steal him. Trayvon Walker from the University of Georgia. I saw today where he's now the betting favorite to be the number one Jacksonville Jaguars. This guy didn't even have 10 sacks last year. And I know these NFL guys are smarter than me, but all they look at is these, these combines, you know, what this guy runs, how big he is, how long his arms are. You know, I'm more about, hey, what do you show on the field? And they are saying this guy is going to be the number one pick. I don't really see it. I think he could have the real potential of being a bust. Now, I could be wrong, but that's who I think right now is going to be the biggest bust in this year's draft. Yeah, I actually was thinking about putting him, but I thought maybe you might, so I didn't. So, because I want to try to get some other people on here. Um, I have three busts as well. I'll start off with um, I actually have Kayvon Thibodeau as a potential bust, not because of talent. Um, you know, prior to the season, everybody was, even some, you know, partways through the season, everybody was like, oh, unanimous number one pick, unanimous number one, or even top three. And a lot of people have him fallen all the way out of the top 10. I'm not sure he falls that far, but um, a lot of the concern is it's not about talent. You know, he has the intangibles, he has the size, he has the speed, he has the quickness, he has the power. It's his attitude and that a lot of people that you hear that's close to the Oregon uh, uh, team or that watch him play say that, he, you know, he likes to – he doesn't try hard all the time. He takes a lot of plays off. Um, so – We'll see how that how he does the NFL. You know, a lot of guys once they if they don't try hard in college, once they get the NFL and get paid, it can be even worse because they're like, oh, like, I got my money, so I don't have to try that hard. So I think he definitely has a bust potential. Yeah, I got. Of course, I got him on my list. I think he's high on everybody's bust list. But the next guy I got is Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU, and I know. My sister's boyfriend, Matt, is a huge LSU fan, so I'm sorry. But I have to say, Derek Stingley Jr., He he's a junior coming out. But his freshman year had one of the best years as a cornerback in the whole league, in the whole country. He was really good. Everybody was saying, man, if he came out as a freshman, he could be a top five pick. He's phenomenal. And then COVID hit, and he quit on his team. And then his junior year comes around, and he gets injured. You know, a lot of people question his desire, like you were saying about Thibodeau. A lot of people question your desire. If they're questioning your desire in college, what when you get your money, that desire is going to go away because you already got paid, right? So if you're getting questioned in college, it's only going to get worse than it. So I think he is a high capability. And, you know, at the start of this, at the start of this year, college football season, a lot of people say he's going to be a top five pick, but now I'm seeing where he's falling out of the top ten, but I, in which I think is right because I think he has a high chance to be a bust. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my next guy is a quarterback, Malik Willis from Liberty. This is, you know, I hope he isn't a buzz. I really want him to do well. He has the speed. He has a good arm. Um, the really, the only question I have is the competition he's gone up against. You know, that's not fair because a lot of great players come from smaller schools that don't go up against great competition. But I think it's a valid concern because just like, especially at the quarterback position. You know, some positions it's like can translate better even if you're playing against smaller schools and not great competition. But the quarterback position, 
is something uh, you get to the NFL and you, there's all these complex defenses and guys are just so much bigger and faster. Um, even if you play in the SEC, the NFL is bigger, faster, stronger. But coming from a small school, um, so that's my only concern. It has nothing to do with his talent. It's just will he be able to translate to the NFL and go up against guys that are so much better than what he went up against in college? Yeah, I'm a huge Malik Willis fan, so I hope he doesn't buzz. But the next guy I got is also a quarterback, Desmond Ritter. I've seen a lot of stuff where Mel Kuyper said, you know, he's potentially the most pro-ready quarterback coming out in this draft, and I just don't see it. I don't really get what they're seeing. I know he played Bama, and he really, really struggled. He missed a lot of good – he missed a lot of throws, and he was taking a pounding. But I don't really see it. You know, to me, he's more of a, you know, a college quarterback, and he may have peaked in college, but – that's who I think if he does, if a team does take a gamble on him. I've seen some mock drafts where, like, the Saints or the Steelers or somebody really takes a gamble on him and picks him. And if that happens, I think he's going to be a bust for sure. Yeah, I definitely could see that. So my third guy is another quarterback. I guess quarterback's a hot one with us um, is Kenny Pickett. Um, a lot of people have, depending on who you talk to, Kenny Pickett as maybe, like, the top quarterback in this draft. This isn't a very great quarterback draft, uh, you know, on any other year, these guys probably wouldn't even be mid-first-round picks. Um, but I think Kenny Pickett, of all the quarterbacks um, that they're talking about going in the first round, could be a, a bust just because he really only – I mean, he was at Pitt five years because, you know, one year red shirt or it might have been his COVID year um, that he, they gave everybody for free, you know, didn't count towards your eligibility. But he was at Pitt for five years, and really he didn't do anything in those five years or in those in the four years prior to this past season. Um, in this past year, I think he had, I can't remember, 30 or 40-something touchdowns maybe. But in the years, in the four years prior to this past season, he threw only 39 touchdowns and 25 interceptions combined. So four years, thirty-nine touchdowns and two twenty-five interceptions. Then all, then he blows up this past year, and he's considered, you know, maybe a top ten pick. Um, I don't know. I don't know what changed all of a sudden. Like I don't follow Pitt a whole lot, so I don't know if they changed offensive coordinators or something, or maybe it just finally clicked for him. I'm not sure, but I, I think he could be a bust, especially if he goes as high as some of these people are saying. Yeah, no, I, I agree with the Kenny Pickett take about he could be a bust for sure. And, you know, that's that's pretty much who we got for the bust. Um, the NFL draft's coming up this Thursday. Next week we're going to break down, you know, the draft. We're super excited about it. I know I love the draft. And I'm excited to see who my some of my favorite teams, the Patriots and Dolphins, take. And I know you are as well. But we're going to roll into our last topic of the night. Last week we broke down the top seven teams from the AFC and this week, we're going to break down the top seven teams from the NFC. We're going to pretty much do it like we did last week, start from the number who we think is going to be number one and go to seven. And to me, the NFC is a lot weaker than the AFC. Yeah. It was honestly hard for me to find seven good. But I'll let you start with who you think the number one team is going to be. Yeah, like you said, this was – I mean, I think when I looked at the – off the top of my head, eliminated, you know, like six or seven teams just with the snap of my finger because <laughs> this is such a weak um, conference. But so this, yeah, we're going one through seven. This isn't necessarily where we think they'll seed in the playoffs. This is just who we think is going to be the best team to the to seventh best. So I have the reigning Super Bowl champs, the world champs, the Rams. Um, 
OBJ probably isn't coming back more than likely. Uh, Von Miller's gone, but they still have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Um, they have Cooper Cup, obviously. Matthew Stafford is back. Sean McVay, that brilliant offensive mind. So I think they'll still be uh, at the top, especially considering how weak the division is next year with the, the Packers and Cowboys and other teams losing players. Uh, I think they'll be at the top next year. Yeah, I agree with that. I got the Los Angeles Rams, and I actually saw today where they're probably a good chance they may get the Honey Badger to go play safety for them. And if they get him, you know, that would just be a great pickup, really good safety. And to me, that one wasn't really hard. I think they're by far maybe head and shoulders above a lot of these teams in the NFC. So I had them at number one. And for me, number two is the San Francisco 49ers. And I know Debo Samuels, for those of you that don't know, he requested a trade this year. But I think that has to do with his money, his contract. Because he is such a huge part of what they do. But if they do lose him and have to trade him, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. But with him there, I think they're the number two team. I love Kyle Shanahan. He's a great offensive mind. They got a good defense, Nick Bosa. You know, they got to figure out the quarterback situation. If they're going to go with Trey Lance or stick with that's why I got number two. So my number two is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, just because obviously, uh, you know, the oldest man in the history of the game, it seems like, is uh, is coming back. But I, not just him, the other team players around him, Mike Evans, um, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin. So they have some really good players coming back on offense, on defense. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't remember in free agency – excuse me, them losing a whole lot on defense. So their defense should be solid again next year. Um, and then especially, you know, they have a new coach. Is it is it Todd, Todd Bowles? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. new new coach, um, which everybody speculated. That's why Brady came out of retirement is because Bruce Arians wasn't going to be the coach anymore, but who knows. Uh, but, yeah, so they, they have them as my number two. My number three – I'm going with the Cowboys, actually, uh, just because, you know, the the Cowboys always typically do really, really well in the in the uh, regular season. So I think they'll be a top team in their division or in their conference uh, in the regular season. And then like years past until they prove me wrong, they'll get to the playoffs and choke. <laughs> yeah, um, with the Cowboys. I actually don't have them in my top seven because if you look at their track record, they under Dak Prescott, they normally do really good one year, and the next year they miss the playoffs. The next year they do really good, top three seed. Next year they miss the playoffs. So they made the playoffs last year. I think they're not going to make it this year. But for me, my number three team, and you may think I'm crazy, but I got the Minnesota Vikings, and this is why. I think they have great skill players. You got Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen, that's a great combo at receiver. And then you got a top five back in Dalvin Cook. And you got Kirk Cousins, who's consistent, he's accurate. You know, if he can just make the plays in the big game, I think it'll help. I think it's going to help getting Kevin O'Connell over from the Los Angeles Rams. He was their offensive coordinator. I think having a new voice of head coach. I think they just have to figure out some stuff on the defensive side of the ball. And I think if they can get that taken care of, I think they have a very good chance of making the playoffs this year and being a really good team. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I don't. I'm not sure I have them that high, but 
I mean, like you said, yeah, getting a new head coach that's an offensive-minded coach, that's definitely going to be a huge thing for them. Um, all the players they have back, running back, Jordan Jefferson and all those other guys. Um, so my number four is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, there was some, I guess, maybe, I don't know what you want to call it, tension or something, maybe in the off season, But I think they'll get that fixed. They'll get that straightened out. Um Still have DeAndre Hopkins there. Uh, just a lot of good players. I, I think they'll they'll be you know one of the one of the top five teams in the conference. Isn't saying much if we're going off seven, but you know I think they'll kind of be middle of the pack next year. Yeah, no that that's a good pick. I actually don't have them in my top seven. Sorry, David. I know you're going through a lot right now with the Suns looking bad. Shout out Herb Jones, Bama guy. But I actually don't have the Cardinals in my top seven. My four team would be that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers. I got them at number four. I think Aaron Rodgers is lethal. He's a really good player. They always do good in the regular season, but they choke when it comes to the playoffs. So I got them as my fourth team. And as my fifth team, I got who you guys too. I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. You know, it'll happen. One year, Tom Brady's going to struggle. And under Ty Bowles, Maybe they take a step back. I don't know. Maybe they take a step forward. Who knows? But I got them as my number five team, the Tampa Bay Bucks. So my number uh, five team is the 49ers. Uh, I think – what do you have at number two, I think? Yeah, um, yeah so we flipped So that. I have them at number five just because – and I'm going based off of maybe Debo Samuel leaving. Uh, like you said, I, I don't – I think they will pay him. Um, I think it's a lot of these guys come out and they say, I want out. I'm not, I'm not coming back. I'm leaving. And it's all just a bluff just to try to get more money. So that might be what it is. But if he does leave, they might even make the playoffs. But, you know, I think they have enough, you know, George Kittle and, and Kyle Shanahan, I think is a good enough coach that if he does leave, that they'll make the playoffs, not as high maybe as they want to. But so they, that's why I have him at number five. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. Like I said, I had them at two. My number six team is the Philadelphia Eagles. If they draft Jamison Williams, I think they could be a little bit higher. The only thing that I am not completely sold with is Jalen Hurts. You know, it would, I hate to say that, but we saw at Bama, he struggles to throw. He struggles to throw accurately, and we saw it in the first round of the playoffs this year against the Bucks. There was plenty of times he had Devontae Smith open, he had a receiver open, and he, could, he couldn't put it into a tight window. So I think this year is huge for him because they have a ton of draft, you know, capital and draft assets for next year if they had to go get a quarterback like a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud or something like that in next year's draft class because there's going to be a ton of quarterbacks. So I think this year is huge for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, but I got them at number six, and I do think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, I hope so, for sure. I hope Jalen does well and they make the playoffs. My number six, I have the Packers. Um, I'd like to see him a little higher, but I just think Devontae Adams – and all this might change after the draft, um, depending on who teams get. You know, the Packers have two first-round picks. If they don't spend at least one on a receiver, then I just – you know, that would – if I was, a you know – a Packers fan or a huge Packers fan, that would just drive me insane. and I'd be extremely annoyed, but I have him as number six because I think losing Devontae Adams is definitely going to hurt, especially when you consider after Devontae Adams, they didn't 
I mean, you know, they didn't have anybody else that you would really be threatened by. They might lean more on the running game with those two really good running backs. Um, but eventually you're going to have to open it up and pass. So depending on who they get in the draft might change my mind. But right now I have them toward the bottom of the conference. Yeah, no, that's a that's understandable. They lost a lot with Devontae Adams, but I had them at four. You got them at six. And my last team is the New Orleans Saints. Now, I know losing Sean Payton is going to hurt them a lot, but I think, you know, the defense is really good. Michael Thomas is going to come back healthy. If they can get a good playmaker, a receiver in the first round or the second round, I think he could help them a lot, help Jameis Winston. He got that eye surgery. He got the LASIK, so hopefully he sees a little better, quits throwing picks. They got a good running back in Alvin Kamara. Like I said, a really good defense. I like the team, and I think they'll be the seventh best team in the NFC. Yeah, so I actually have as the last um, team to maybe – Make the playoffs the seventh best. It could, for me, either one of these three teams, the Vikings or the Eagles or the Saints. The Vikings, I have them down there just because it seems like every year, you know, they have a little bit of hype because they have talent. You know, they have a good running back, good, um, uh, typically a decent defense, good skill players. Um, even Kirk Cousins, a, you know, I'd say above average quarterback, but it just seems like something gets in their way and they get in their own, you know, they shoot themselves in the foot in some games. So I have them toward the bottom. The Eagles, you know, like you said, it's going to be Jalen Hurts' development. Obviously, we're rooting for him. I mean, I hope he just, you know, makes some huge improvements. But it's one of those things until you see the improvements. Um, that's why I have him toward the bottom. If he can just develop more as a passer, um that would be huge for them, or even the Saints. Um, like you said, James had, can see now, hopefully. Uh, their defense, I believe, will be nasty. If Michael Thomas can come back, Alvin Kamara, we already know what he can offer. Uh, so I think it's going to hurt losing Sean Payton for sure, just what he brings to the coach and the offensive play mind. So either one of those three teams I could see is taking the last spot in the conference. Yeah, no, I agree with all your assessments right there. And that's our list for the top seven teams in the NFC. Like I said last week, we did our top seven in the AFC. You got Steven. That's it. Everybody have a good uh, draft night. Draft few, actually few nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Hopefully your teams pick the players you want them to pick. Absolutely. Well, that's it for tonight. We hope everybody enjoyed this episode, episode 10. Me and Steve, we really appreciate, we really love, I say appreciate, we really love doing this, and we appreciate everybody that listens. Like I said, do not forget to subscribe and email us your questions at Talk at gmail.com. We love it, and we really appreciate it, and we thank everybody for listening. Like I said, there's we got links in our bios on Instagram, Facebook, Heath Tillman or Steven Tillman. Email us where you're listening from. We got a lot of cool stuff coming up. We got a lot of, I think, fun topics that a lot of Bama fans and SEC fans, football fans, are going to enjoy coming up over the next couple weeks. Like I said, we're going to be breaking down the NFL draft next week. So be looking forward to that. Don't forget to subscribe, email us, and we love y'all and appreciate y'all. And we'll see y'all next week.